Welcome to Born to Thrive, Going Deeper with God. Together, we will journey into the heart of God as revealed in His Word. Discover why we were created for more. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Going Deeper with God. I am very, very excited about this journey that we are taking together. And again, I want to emphasize we're taking this journey together. I am not one that's saying, hey, look at me. I've got it all together because I certainly do not. However, I do believe that God is calling the church into a deeper level of intimacy with him. And he is calling us to live a very authentic and real life that rightly reflects his character and his love and his holiness and his goodness. And so um, I want to talk today about what I like to refer to as mixture, We mixture in the church. And what mixture looks like is when we elevate anything in our life, um, any theology, any ideology, uh, whatever it is, um, if we elevate that thing to the same level of God's word, we're in trouble because God is a holy God. He is a holy God. And when we when we add mixture to the gospel, not only does it cause division in the body of Christ, we can no longer truly reflect God for who he really is. And I want to read Matthew, or I'm just going to quote Matthew 6, 9, where uh, the disciples are asking Jesus, Jesus, teach us to pray. How do we pray? And then he says, when you pray, you say this, you say, our father, let's stop there, our father. So that is a relationship with Father God. We are to have a close relationship because in the original language, Abba Father means Abba, which means Daddy. And so God desires that we have this close, loving, caring relationship with Him. It says, Our Father, which art in heaven. And then it says, Hallowed be your name. So holy is your name. Now, God's name is his character. You cannot separate God's character from his name. And so with that, with that in mind, we have to understand that God himself is pure. He is beautiful. He is perfect. He is holy and there's no one like him. Neither is there anyone beside him, the scriptures said. So we have to understand the character of God demands that we honor and respect his holiness. And we don't try to add to the word of God to get our own way. And that's what I see happening everywhere, as I'm sure you see it. But we all have to be mindful that we're not doing it in our own lives, too. And so it's critical that we do this because I believe there are so many people right now in the world that are hurting and that are desperate and they desperately need to see, not only do they need to see a holy God who absolutely loves them, but they need to see a people who reflect that love in the world in all holiness and purity and righteousness. And so, um, I want to talk a little bit about how dangerous it is when we mix the word of God 
with the things of this world and we put them um, on equal levels of uh, basically we're saying that this is the word of God and it really isn't the word of God it's man-made stuff. And the Pharisees did that. The Pharisees were guilty of that. And I'm going to read Matthew chapter 15 and Jesus calls the Pharisees and the Pharisees are the religious leaders of the day. Right. And so he's, he called them hypocrites. Right. He says, you hypocrites. And then he quotes, Jesus quotes Isaiah. And he says, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, this people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. But in vain do they worship me for they teach as doctrines the precepts of men. Do you see how hypocritical it is? So you look at the Pharisees. And they were the religious leaders of the, of the day. And Jesus is talking about mixture. They are literally taking the word of God and then they're mixing their traditions, their, their preferences, their traditions, and they're putting them together as though they are one and the same. And we have to be so careful not to do that. When we do that, we misrepresent God. I'm going to talk a little bit about today's um mixture that I'm seeing that's prevalent um, in, in the U.S. and I'm sure in different parts of the world as well. And that is when we mix God and we mix uh, politics together. We basically say God is and then we name our our po- political party as though God is a Democrat. God is a Republican. And then we give all the reasons why God is on our side. And that's not the case. We have to be very, very careful about doing that. Um, And when we do that, we misrepresent God. And I understand that we have to look at the issues that are in front of us and we have to make those uh, decisions about, you know, which candidate we are going to vote for. Um, But when we do this, we have to we have to have a very different mindset. Okay, Jesus said to pray our father, which art in heaven. Holy is your name. And then he said this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do we know the will of God? How do we know what God's will is? We have to go to the word of God. But what I see happening is that we will go to our political party. We'll go to the platform and they will demonize the entire party over here. And um, and then they will say that they're all bad and none of that's all, it's all of the devil. This is all of the devil. And we don't use the word of God as our plumb line of truth. To be perfectly honest, neither party represents the gospel fully. Now, there are some good things on both sides, but there are also some bad things on both sides. And so we have to understand that as believers. And not only that, we cannot um, make our identity tied to a political party. Our identity has to be tied to Jesus alone. If believers from different denominations, different ethnicities, different political party leanings, different socioeconomic backgrounds come together and, and our identity is one, one true identity is in Christ Jesus, that we are a chosen people, a chosen generation, uh, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, right? A peculiar people. If we are faithful to the word of God, then we will see that our identity is tied to Jesus alone. And then from that identity, then we have the ability to rightly influence a broken world. And that looks very different. 
if you are not finding your identity in Jesus alone, and <laughs> this is an important and because most people are, oh yeah, I'm a child of God, woohoo, right? If you cannot see your identity in Jesus and one another, we have some serious problems. Let me say that again. If we cannot find our identity in Jesus alone and one another, then we've got, we've misrepresented the gospel, totally misrepresented the gospel. Because what happens is when we disobey the word of God and Jesus tells us that he prayed, he prayed before dying on the cross for our oneness, he paid a very high price for our oneness, which was the cross. So not only did the cross purchase our salvation, did he redeem us from sin? He washed us white as snow in his own blood. His, the cross also made us one, one body. Let that sink in for a little bit. Okay. The next time you cannot see your identity in somebody that looks different than you do, lives in a different part of the world than you do, or a different part of town than you do, somebody that votes different than you do. If you can't see that that is my brother or my sister, we're in trouble. I'll just be very honest with you. We're also in sin. I will say it again. It's sinful because your identity is tied more to the things of this world than the kingdom of God. So you may be saying, but Sherry, you don't understand that brother or that sister or that person over on that part of town or this, this, you know, that votes this way or whatever, they are disobeying God because that party does this or that denomination, whatever the difference is, they do that bad stuff. I don't see anywhere in the word of God where we get to cut each other off because of that. How do we how do we reconcile that? How do we reconcile differences according to God's word? Number one, we always come into agreement with the word of God. Let me ask you a question. If you have children and your children they're great. They are great. They are wonderful kids. You love them dearly, but they do some stuff that you're like, oh my gosh, <sighs> Lord, help my child. Okay. Do you cut them off and just say, they're not my child anymore, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there may be times when you have to like have boundaries and things of that nature, but God gives us instructions on that. But I'm talking about somebody that just believes differently. You know, somebody that has a different viewpoint. And let's just say it's your kid. I mean, do you just like cut them off? No, you don't cut them off. You may have sit down and say, hey, tell me why you feel that way. Tell me what you're thinking about. As, as believers, we just need to go to the word of God and say, okay, let's look and see what the word of God says. And so I think that's where we're missing it is that we haven't allowed the plumb line of truth to correct us. We've kind of like allowed our own feelings to dictate our steps, not the word of God. We allow our feelings, but not God's word. God tells us that we see in part, we prophesy in part. And so how do you know that you see one part of the picture of righteousness, but you don't see the other part? Maybe you need your brother to say, have you seen this scripture where it says X, Y, Z? And then you're like, 
I guess I have, but what about this? Guess what? We don't we don't get to choose. We don't get to choose which part of the scripture we're going to obey. We don't get to choose which part of the scripture we're going to just kind of like, yeah, but we don't get to choose. You know why we don't get to choose? Because God's word is holy and he calls us to be holy. He calls us to fall into alignment with him. And that's why I say no political party really represents fully the gospel. We represent the gospel. And then as representatives of the gospel, we go out and we spread the good news and we follow where the Holy Spirit leads. We follow where he leads. And I believe that God is leading us into difficult areas because we need to be the light, but we cannot be the light when our identity is not tied to Christ alone and to one another, the way Jesus said that he, he wants us to um, operate. And so um, I want to read also the blindness that happens. There is a blindness. There is a literal spiritual blindness that takes place whenever there is mixture. And I want to read this one, the first one. Um, I want to read this from the, oh, this is the Passion Translation. And this is when Jesus um, was had his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And when he got to Jerusalem, it says, upon entering Jerusalem, I'm sorry, this is Matthew 21, 12. Upon entering Jerusalem, Jesus went directly into the temple area and drove away all the merchants who were buying and selling their goods. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the stands of those selling doves. And he said to them, my dwelling place will be known as a house of prayer, but you have made it a hangout for thieves. Then the blind and the cripple came into the temple course and Jesus healed them all. And the children circled around him shouting blessings and praises to the son of David. But when the chief priests and the religious scholars heard the children shouting and saw all the wonderful miracles of healing, they were furious. And they said to Jesus, don't you hear that these, what these children are saying? This is not right. And Jesus answered, yes, I hear them. But have you not read the words? You have fashioned the lips of children and little ones to compose your praises. And it's very sad. You read this and then you think, oh my gosh, how could the Pharisees think that that's evil? Um, that Jesus would go in and, and heal the blind and the cripple and that children would be rejoicing and praising him. It's because of mixture. The Pharisees and the religious scholars of that day were so entrenched with mixing the word of God with their own traditions that they could not even recognize the Messiah. Not only that, they could not rejoice in the good that Jesus did on the earth. They could not rejoice in someone being healed and delivered and receiving their sight because they were became spiritually blind. The same thing is happening today. We become spiritually blind when we add mixture and we are just as uh, committed and fervent. And that is my identity, whether it be, um, you know, your denomination or your political party or whatever it is. It is the gospel to you. And you can't see the difference between the two. 
when you do that, this is what it looks like. And you'll know when you're doing this because number one, um, you will be more focused on yourself and what's good for you and your descendants or whatever is still about you. And you will care less about people that don't look like you or don't believe like you do. You will almost demonize those people. And you will have a hard, hard time loving people who are not like you are. Huge red flag. Think about it. Jesus, there's no one that Jesus um, did not die for. He died for the entire world. Jesus says, men will know that you are my disciples by the love you have for one another. When we cannot love those who are lost, who do not know Jesus, who somehow, even if they reject Jesus, if we can't love people, then we have a problem. If we are not known by our love and compassion and care, um, then we have a problem. If we are only known by, you know, they're arrogant and they're critical and they're mean and they're slanderous and whatever, name it, just name them all, um, then we have a serious problem. We've no longer reflected Jesus because at the end of the day, the person that you say, oh my gosh, that person is so messed up, blah, 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 blah. You're messed up too. I'm messed up too. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we would be on our way to hell. And it doesn't matter. You may say, well, that sin's really bad. And my sin, well, you know, that's not true. Remember we talked about God's holiness. He is a holy God. Jesus had to die on that cross to wash away the sins of the world to those who believe in him are made new. There isn't, you cannot put your nose up at other people and think that you're somehow better and not have compassion for people that are hurting over there. And if you do, you mis misrepresent God. You've got some serious mixture going on and you're, you're no longer um, representing Jesus and the gospel. This happens in churches. It happens in society. You know, but my heart is for the church that we would get this right. In this hour, I really believe that God is wanting desperately for the church to get it right, to walk, uh, understanding his holiness. Your mentality and your thought process and your opinions don't matter. Only God's word matters. We judge everything by the word of God. The word of God is our plumb line of truth. And we are commanded above all things to esteem him holy and to love him with all that we are. And the second is like it, Jesus said, we're to love our neighbor. And who is your neighbor? It's the one that doesn't look like you, act like you, talk like you, walk like you. That is our neighbor. And mixture keeps us blind from that, where we think we're doing good. The Pharisees thought they were doing the right thing. The Pharisees thought, you know, you know, he's messing everything up and he's overturning uh, tables and saying we're supposed to be a house of prayer, blah, 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 blah. You know, and he's they're jealous because of, you know, the people that are getting healed. They couldn't even see God, the miracles of God. They couldn't see a thing because of spiritual blindness. So I would say, ask yourself this question. Am I spiritually blind? Have I allowed other things to come in and just mix the mixture um, has caused blindness in me and has caused me to become uh, hard hearted towards people that are hurting who Jesus may want you to reach. And so that's really all I have to share right now. But I do want you to really meditate on that 
and to talk about, talk to the Lord about it. And with me, please, I'm, I'm right there with you. God, search my heart. Search my heart, God. See if there'd be any wicked way in me. I want to reflect your goodness, your glory, your holiness in this world today. All right. That's all I've got. I will see you next time. Thank you. If you are struggling in life, you are not alone. We have a Christ-centered mental health team ready to walk with you down the path of healing. To find out more, there is a link in the show notes. Consider becoming a financial partner with Building Bridges Ministries. The link can be found in the show notes. Together, we will multiply kingdom impact. You are the water. My will is dry I need you in my life I'm thirsty So my well is empty